Previously on the RPG Academy presents Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Well, if you really want to, uh, you know, make sure that a war happens, I might have a way to do that. I would like to be on the correct side of history. You know, I know that you want to broker peace, and I want to be a part of that. Um, I've tried to do the best I can. I guess there was some kind of, like, war alliance that was going to happen tonight that I broke up. But I was hoping maybe you had an idea of what our, you know, what the next step could be. Maybe how I could play a role towards something positive in this world. Turn around, I look at Morgan, and I'm like, Morgan, why are we doing this? Uh, The real question is, why are you against me? You're supposed to be my brother. I am, but I talked to um, Oceanus, and she Who gives a crap about Oceanus? Oceanus can go die for all I care. She can foresee the future. Then I'm going to drag both of my brothers very painstakingly all the way back to the ballroom. I'm going to pull them into the ballroom, and I'm going to say, The Sakuakin have made their first attack! Welcome, everyone, to a, another episode of the RPG Academy Presents Ghosts of Saltmarsh. That's right. Woo! I don't know how you... Oh, yeah. Woo! Ow. I'm so excited. I'm so Jay, dead. I, the energy that you bring every time, it's what fuels me. I know. I know. You know, I didn't have that energy. I don't think I could GM like I GM usually. I don't think I could play without my energy. I don't think you could either. Okay. Um, we left you all last time. At Goodbye. A very, we go. What's it? We left you, you all. You left us. We we left you all at a very it was a it was a turning point. All right. In the game. This is the um Jake, would there be a is there a Naruto equivalent to what happened last time? Uh where uh, Sasuke's brother kills everyone in the village all the uchiha clan uh and you don't really know the reason why he did it but like everybody thinks it's really bad but later it turns out to be pretty awesome that he did it wow so you're saying that you're basically you're telling us that as the recap you killed the village and but when we all figure out why we're all gonna be like wow that was so cool well probably not it'll probably be more like Wow, that's exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll make sure I put a Naruto spoiler tag at the beginning of this episode. Well, I mean, it's like right there in the beginning, so. You can just cut that out. Okay. All right. Troy's like, you don't talk about that stuff, Tom. Okay, <laughs> but. um, I just anyway. don't want to be spoiled. Okay, I, I I won't spoil you, but it's so hard for me right now to gather. We've we've talked about this a lot as players about what happened last time, and to to like mentally prepare myself for this session. All right, and we're just gonna we're just gonna have to dive right in. Last time, Morgan, you took your blade to your brothers. I did. Well, you might want to jump back to the original plan that you had. <laughs> we're we'll going do a to quick recap here. Quick recap. You all were going to just, you know, sell some weapons to a lizard folk queen. But you found out that this would push the entire region over into war. It would be terrible. Morgan realized though that this was the only thing that made sense for him to do in order to protect himself and to keep himself. It all came down to Morgan deciding that he didn't want to, he wanted to make the war happen. Who knows why? We don't know why. It may be the possessed sword he has, but, um, or Jake wanted to just do some sweet PVP. Um, But regardless, the Morgan brothers relationship is now going to be strained. Does anybody have anything to add before I, we jump right ahead. Uh, I completed said mission, correct? That I set out to do? You did. So I got the, paid. How much gold do I have now? 
50,000. 50,000 gold pieces. Do I still have all of that, or does some of that get taken away for the ship? Some of it got taken away for the ship. What do I got left? I don't know yet. You have a lot. But but Gus, but Troy and Alex don't know what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. So you see, because we've been we were killed in the last uh, <laughs> last session. Uh, yeah, so exactly. We took the old eternal sleep, as it were, unawares um, of what's really going on in the world. Correct. And Jake and I have been having this sweet back and forth about what his character's been doing while you guys have been dead. It has been absolutely amazing. I like to so. think that while the funeral was happening, you guys were just standing over our, both of our caskets as they're being lowered into the the soft, luscious earth. Um, and you're like, hey, so let's talk about what's gonna... Here, I'll, I'll give you some gold. How about that? Why don't you level up the ship? <laughs> and Morgan's like, oh, that sounds really good. And meanwhile, the, the priest is like, shh, we're trying to put these people down in the ground. <laughs> That's, is that kind of what happened? That's yeah. exactly what happened. You heard it here first. Not bitter. So, no, we're not going to kick it off right where we left last time. The the mist and fog-covered azure sea lapping at the coast of the town of Saltmarsh. There's a lone house that sits on these battered cliffs, a house that we're very familiar with. The house of the Morgans. We zoom in closer to the house, and that's when the text on the screen shows up. Two months later. That's right. Time jump. Gus. Hysteric. Your bones feel stiff, but you both awaken. The smell of fire and roasting beans is the first thing that you smell. It's still morning and the sun hasn't broken through the clouds just yet. But Gus, you look over, roll over in your bed and you see Steric awake and just kind of rustling out of his sleep. And there's a lone figure sitting at the fireplace with his back to you, who's cooking something. What do you all do? Um, can I roll to see if I recognize the figure's silhouette against the fire? Uh, roll investigation, because you're trying to recall something. You're still so groggy. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know how long you've been out. You, your wounds were obviously serious, and yeah, you cannot tell who this is. I, I look over towards the, the fireplace, and I can't recognize the silhouette. Uh, but as I look over to Steric, um, who's in the bed next to me, uh, there's there's probably only, you know, four or five feet between our beds. Um, and as I look over at him, he's, he's still laying back, um, sleeping. He looks very peaceful. Um, and then I kind of have, like, an immediate flashback, as if I'm, like, you know, in war, and I flash back to the moment when Steric and I are both being dragged. We're on our backs, just being dragged through a hallway, and I'm looking over, and instead of seeing him laying peacefully in the bed, I look over and I see just a bloody pulp of my brother as we're both being dragged down the hallway. And then I flash back to where, you know, I'm staring at him peacefully um, in his bed, and I, I start to, to move my body up and out of the bed. Are there any kind of, like, changes to my scores or anything as I stand up? Like, do I have to roll, you know, I don't know, acrobatics or something? Your scores? Are you asking if you leveled up? Yeah, I'm asking you if leveled you leveled up. up. Sweet. <laughs> I feel like a level six now instead of a level five. It was that um, that rest. It was that deep sleep. You, I've been you stand up. I want, I want you to go to make a constitution saving throw for me. 24. How does that 24 make you feel? I just feel like I haven't stood up in in a while. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been, but it just feels... 
it feels so good to actually like stand up. It's like, you know, the first day of spring where, you know, you've been trapped inside all, you know, all winter long. And then you get that one warm day where you go outside and you just feel invigorated. Yes. Um, even though it's kind of a foggy morning, um, you know, the inside with the fire and the ambiance, you know, I just feel refreshed. Okay. When you stand up, the floorboards creak and the figure hears us and turns. It's Salty Jim. Uh, Gus, you're, you're awake. Um, be, be easy, be easy. Hold on. Let me get you some of my, my, my beans uh, in Shark. I tell you what, Salty Jim, I, I never thought I would say it, but I'm, I'm glad to see you and your beans. <laughs> I can't remember. What was the, what did we have Salty Jim like? What was he canning? You remember he had made a canning monopoly? I thought uh, he was canning the um the shark fin the shark fin stew, yeah. Yeah, the shark fin and berry soup. That's right. Because Jake wanted to be funny. All right. And it's made so me put berries now. in the soup. Yeah. All right. So he's Sterk, you're up too. Oh my god. Oh. How long you guys... what? What happened? Well, well, I was on the boat, and all of a sudden, the next thing I know is there's some lizard folk that are bringing two, co- two stretchers, and you and Gus are on the stretcher, and Morgan is just running around like a madman, just yelling at everybody, telling them to, to open the sails, and they needed to go somewhere. He had crates on board. It was it was a scene of chaos. I mean, got, Morgan, he made us come back through Salt Marsh. He he brought you here, um, Wellgar and the, the some of the druids. They they started to nurse you back to health. Uh, and where is Morgan? Where's Morgan? Well, yeah, I don't see him here. I think it's best I show you. And he's going to just watch your step. He's going to kind of give you a give you a kind of his shoulder, and he's going to open the door and lead you all out into that that fog filled morning of Salt Marsh. And the town has changed. There are campfires that are lighting the hills outside of Salt Marsh. You see a large shanty town that has now been built up in military camps that are everywhere. There's been makeshift walls that have been put up, and the town has almost doubled in size. Not doubled in as far as, like, buildings, but the actual, there's just walls and tents and fires everywhere now. The the port is filled with merchant vessels and lots and lots of warships. You all been out for a long, what's that? I look over at Steric and I say... I guess Morgan got his war. <laughs> Morgan's war. That'd be a good book name. Um, TM, TM, TM. Yes, you heard it here. That's a copyright. All right, so um, the, yeah, there's a war. And you know what? I thought I knew Morgan, but it's bad. And... I decided it was best for me to just stay here and keep take care of you because I just couldn't do it anymore. And he's when he says that, he's going to point down to the harbor. And there is a large, dark, sleek sailing vessel that now sits in port. That's Morgan's ship. Is it the ship that we originally had? You know, Gothified? Improved? <laughs> He got some, no, got no, some more, bonuses more. while we were out. <laughs> Jake, describe the ship. So it is like the hull is like darkened burnt wood, like black, right? Uh, it has like gold uh, prow head that looks like a um, it's like a, a a man like holding a trident, like stabbing at the 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 direction that the ship is going. Um, 
the sails are completely black and you can see that there is two flags that are, are like hoisted up. Uh, the one at the top has like the crest of the King of Keoland, correct? Yep. And below that is the skull and bones. And okay. uh, you, it's really hard to make out, but you can see written on the back where the ship's name is. It says the last storm <laughs> if you remember our hard. first uh our first ship was called the storm chaser yep. yeah so this is the last storm so this oh, is a that's... totally different ship it sounds like all right yeah. jake you can have some inspiration yeah okay also at that point at that point salt gems like that's where morgan is you can find morgan you can find him down on that vessel that he now uses to serve him his own means all under the guise of the Royal Navy. So as you're as you're standing there contemplating your next moves, you hear the sound of heavy wings beating the air, and the sound grows in intensity and loudness as suddenly behind you, you feel the ground sort of shake a little bit as you turn around to see the giant rock, the big bird that like I nearly killed and then we nursed it back to health. Uh, I'm mounted on top of it. I've got my shark fin like hoodie, but like the hood is pulled back and it's more like a uh, a neckline thing with the teeth sticking up and I have like that classic tricorn kind of black hat. All right. And I'm just like wearing all dark colors and black and I've got that silken spire on my hip. And as I land, I'm just going to stay up on the rock and say, brothers, it's good to see you. We've got work to do. Just for a second. I feel like, you know, this is Troy speaking as a, as a human person, um, I feel like we missed an opportunity with me not knowing about Jake's attire because I do have a shark <laughs> costume that he could have been wearing. I know. You could have just whipped it on. Oh you could have described exactly that cool thing that you described, but you could be wearing a shark right. costume. Think of all the Twitch stream bonuses we could be getting right now if you were actually wearing that as you were describing that's right. it that's right so many now people will just have to imagine just like the podcast listeners <laughs> so yeah so morgan has made himself known to you his appearance has changed um based on what you're able to tell it seems like morgan has somehow gotten into some privateering morgan um we've been out for some period of time can you maybe fill us in exactly on what happened? How you have this ship, this mounted fowl? Um, <laughs> the sure. mounted fowl? And, and, what, <laughs> and what kind of activity? Sure, Gus. It would be my pleasure. You see, two months have gone by while you two took a long nap. Uh, oh, and uh, this, well... I mean, thanks to yourselves, really, if you think about it. I went ahead and did the smart, reputable thing, which was complete the job that we had set out to do without throwing any wrenches in the works. And, of course, I did my own spin and stole the weapons back and sold them to the Sahuacan, getting myself doubly paid. And, of course, with uh, the impending war going on, I saw the chance to hire myself a crew, get myself a nice ship, quick and fast and violent, with my earnings, and take to what I've always wished to do, privateering. It's like piracy, but you get paid for it. Now, some uh, things that you might care about. Um, sea princes, they're back on the, the ocean. They're, they're you know, so it's it's a little dangerous to go about doing stuff. Uh, they started reclaiming island fortresses. And they're all declaring in the name of Galen Primewater. It's quite annoying. <laughs> he haunts you from the grave? He does. Arrogant man. Uh, let's see. Uh, the pirate lord Zolek. He's been uh, 
causing lots of problems out there on the sea. Uh, the skies have been completely claimed by the sea princes. Uh, and there is also some sort of mist that has taken over Silverstand. And uh, nobody's seen any of our elf friends in quite some time. And the tide has been raiding and sinking weapon ships from both sides. Seems they're trying belatedly to stop any war by destroying the weapons. But, not my problem. I've already gotten paid. Now, in the town of Saltmarsh, you might care to know that Zendros left about a month ago to go to the Dreadwood. So, whatever she's doing, we don't care. But, that means it's going to be harder to get any kind of magic items we're looking after. And of course, uh, without the backing of the Royal Navy, uh, the Saltmarsh Council has approved hiring privateers to act as the Navy, which is how I got myself this fanciful gig. The town is booming because of the profits from the war. See, war's a good thing. <laughs> and uh, there's been an assassination attempt on Ida Owlland's life, and she's becoming a real paranoid woman about it. Taking advantage of that, aren't you, Morgan? <laughs> ah, well, you know, I can't, uh, can't complain. Steric, how are you responding to everything that Morgan has just told you? I'm just disgusted at the entire setup. <laughs> and I'm sure it's very apparent on my face. So, Morgan, um, I just woke up. Steric has also just woken up. Um, it's been a long two months. Uh, can you maybe give us a, a minute to go back into the house and prepare ourselves uh, for the, the next journey. Sure. I mean, I am i don't even have my armor on. Yeah, yeah, take your time. I'm sure whatever's going down on Abbey Isle can wait. I just, okay. like, look up at that comment directly at, uh, at Morgan. I turn so around I'll, and go back in the house. Yeah, so we walk back inside and... Gustav's hysteric. Things have changed while we've been out. Yeah, no kidding, right? Something happened to Morgan. He doesn't appear to be. I mean, he's always the same person. He's always been, you know, a little more aggressive about everything. Yeah. He's always been into profiteering. Yeah, but it's but like a whole new, never to the scale. Yeah, completely different level. The way he's talking I even mean, doesn't sound the same. Right. So, I mean, I feel like if we don't join them, there's going to be problems. But if we do join them, we're participating in profiteering as well. So, this is kind of the classic ethical dilemma that you have here in Dungeons & Dragons 5e, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would say you're, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> well, listen, so, you know, we, we can't just... Uh, it, it's it's one of those you know you're you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't as the otters say not the otters the, the otters beavers those that. guys i mean the otters and beavers are always telling They're that to each always other always saying that to each other what is this world that i don't know about you don't know about this otters a, and beavers war yeah they've got they've been at war for generations it's really it's horrible even worse than this it's worse than the Sahuagin versus Lizardfolk really War. It's per, for sure. It's pretty horrible. Very bloody. It's further inland, though. You wouldn't find it here. Okay, man. Whew. Good thing we didn't go inland early in this campaign like no, y'all wanted to. Way. We're on our way. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a whole different story. Whole different Morgan story. has a rock now, so it'd be much easier to go inland now. <laughs> so, screwed yourself! <laughs> oh, well. oh, well. So, Steric, do you think that this war can be stopped from within i mean if we were to maybe go along with morgan and find out what what's making him the way that he is right now and if we could put a stop to that i feel like maybe you know the the match that you know lit the fire of war could also be the the match that put it out that doesn't make sense scientifically <laughs> but metaphorically perhaps gus I, i'm gonna be honest with you I've spent the last, gosh, 15 years between Abbey Island and merchant ships and up and down the coast of Saltmarsh, and, or as a slave, 
I don't know anything about stopping a war. Seems I have a brother that is very good at starting a war. I really don't know what to do right now. Well, I mean, the only the only path is forward at this point. I mean, I'm in terms of wisdom, you wouldn't say that I, I have the, the most of it, but, you know, at this point, I think that compassion has to prevail. I mean, that's really the only way that we can, you know, kind of understand both sides of, of the war here. Um, compassion? But, and Lizzie in chat has pointed out something very critical. Compassion and friendship. Because she says that she's watched enough anime to know that Morgan is just going through puberty and the power of friendship will bring him back. Uh, that checks out. Checks. There so might this be something is to like us. Naruto. It is. There, there might be something to this, Gus. Uh, I, I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen or... I mean, with Morgan or the war, but... I. So what say we do this? What if we follow along with Morgan and, you know, if an opportunity presents itself to maybe, you know, turn the tides of war, you know, we just got to keep our, keep our heads on a swivel and keep a lookout and take the opportunity. Yeah. I, I have no better idea. So I think you're right. Okay. Okay. Let's gear up. Well, montage scene. You guys putting on your gear. You head out the door. Um, Morgan is there waiting for you all. I'm, I'm feeding my bird. No, I'm, I'm, what are you I'm, feeding I'm, your bird? Like I got a little pouch of like, uh, like oats of legs. I feed him some oats like a horse. Do you have some of uh, Salty Jim's special stew. Yeah. You keep that in a bag. Like, just in case you need, like, a super boost or something. Yeah. 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 It's non-perishable. It's true. Because um, of at all that the time... salt. That's why they call him Salty Jim. <laughs> He's like, you see him through the window. He says, I am Morgan catching on to my secret. Um, at that point, a young a young lad is going to come running up the hill. And he's going to say, uh, Captain, um, Captain Morgan Morgan, um, eat a... And the council has requested your your presence. Well, brothers, how'd you like to go to a council meeting? I'm for it. Sure. We'll see what we can do. Uh, you're going to love good. the new guy on the council. <laughs> yep. I'm you, sure we, I'm oh sure my we will. Gosh. So that was a... I was sowing the seeds of... This is the critical thing with RPGs. I was sowing the seeds like, hey, here's a plot hook. Here's a plot hook. Get on the council. Get on the council. Obviously, you guys are doing other stuff that's equally as important. But now two months has passed, and there is a new council member. Okay? We missed the vote? You missed the vote. Okay. The council, actually, you all get into the council chamber. There's obviously, there's a lot more people. There's a, there's like, Ida, they all have scribes now. There's, whereas before, you know, they were talking about like, hey, who wants a new fishing permit? Or do we kick these people out of town? <laughs> now they're actually talking about like actual important stuff, sending out more messengers to the King of Keoland, requesting help, figuring out which privateers they need to hire, how they can get more gold, um, all these kind of things. Um, after the final presentation, you all can kind of, the crowd kind of parts a little bit, and you see Anders, um, he's grown a beard now. Um, you see, um, obviously, Eliander. And then you see Ida, and then you also see um, that other council member that we don't ever talk about, um, Copperlocks, the dwarf who runs the mine. And then you see a figure who sits where Galen used to sit. They have a, they're wearing almost like bronze pitted armor. It's very old and just looks just almost like it's been sitting at the bottom of the ocean and just his, he has a hood over him, but you can see that his face is covered completely with bandages. His arms are completely covered in bandages. You cannot see any skin on him. When they notice, I'm going to lean over and just say, 
That's what being in a cracking stomach for a while will do to you. What? <laughs> Who is that? His name's Thomas. You all, as the council starts to, everybody leads out. Ida's like, all right, um, she gives some people some messages, like, here's your mission, here's your mission. I see that, uh, Gus and Steric, I hope you all are doing well. As well as you can be after being on bed rest for two months. Well, uh, things have changed a lot, and she's going to lead you over to this war map, and I'm, I'm just going to get right down to it. As all the other council members have gathered around the table as well. Um, so far, Morgan, I've just had you going after the Sea Prince's ship and raiding Sahuigans, but I'm going to have to ask you to do something a little bit different this time. Well, you know, different usually means more pay where I'm from. Well, you can have your standard rate plus 20% for this one. 25. I gotta pay my brothers now. <laughs> 25 is fine. And actually, it's good that you have your brothers here. I'm gonna wink at, at Gus when I when I get the extra 25%. <laughs> Gus rolls his eyes. <laughs> because, Steric, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have history with Abbey Isle. Yeah, you could say I have history there. Well, we need you all to go there. There are... Several, the Sea Princes, have established a small operation there and have basically brought in several storm sorcerers to kick up hurricanes that shouldn't exist and are just absolutely decimating our merchant ships. We need you to go there and stop these storms. And how do you propose we, we do that? Well... You get through the blockade, you get on the island, and you kill those storm sorcerers. Oh, is that all? <laughs> That's it. Oh, piece of cake. Also, the beach is littered with a bunch of skeletal monstrosities that oh. they have placed there to keep people off. Oh, okay. Now we're getting interesting. Yes. Uh, Before it sounded so boring. There'd be nothing for us to do. Look, do you want the job or not? <laughs> Look, I know having you there is going to make it simple, Steric. You know where everything is. You can get your brothers in. You can get them out. I know. I, I stare silently. <laughs> Gus chimes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will do this. We want. We want to do this. We want to help. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and roll persuasion, <laughs> Gus. 14. Um, Morgan, go and roll insight. It's going to be a 10. Oh, you, Gus, his enthusiasm is making you giddy. <laughs> All right. He, is, he seems pretty gung-ho to come, go help you. Okay. As I, as I turn around and walk out the door, I roll my eyes. Well, as you're about to, as you're about to walk out the door, um, the all the council members, the council member with the bandages over their face, should say, in a deep, almost unintelligible voice. Morgan's, wait. Gus stops dead in his tracks and turns around. All the other council members I've left, the figure is going to turn to Morgan and just be like, "Morgan, shut the door." I use my foot and just kick the door shut lightly. All right, the figure pulls off of their hood, pulls off of their bandages, and just starts, <coughs> wow, that is super stuffy, and it is Skeleton Tom, all right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Wow, this oh. is, woof, I don't know how many more of these meetings I can get through, Morgan. You're doing you fine, Tom. You said I only had to sit on at least five. Well, I mean, things are going good, aren't they? Well, so did you get voted in as Skeleton Tom, or did you disguise yourself and then get voted in? Well, all I know is that 
I just Morgan gave me these bandages, and then I think he. You paid a bunch of people to just go vote for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, the it, cover story is his name is Thomas Welling, and uh, he uh, was a survivor of a Kraken attack. He was uh, stuck inside a Kraken stomach for two whole weeks before it spat him out, and it deformed his skin so much that he bandages it all up. It's... It is... I Even in life, people never thought I was this cool. So... <laughs> It's a win-win for everyone, you know. So, so he's the, so you're the swing vote in this town, is what you're saying to me right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm your council member, Morgan's. <laughs> oh man. So what he means is so, I'm the swing vote <laughs> on this council. Well, if you think about it, though, there are three of us in a true democracy. Majority rules, right? Well, that's true. So you're only one third of it, Morgan. I'm pretty sure you've been out of it for a while. And uh, let's just say your last decision making was not the greatest last time you were awake. So why don't you let me make the decisions? And yeah, that's until you're great. back on your feet. Yeah, we'll... No, I understand. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do that. Let's uh, let's continue on this mission. Um, Skelta Tom, nice to see you as always. It is. Obviously, I'm very disappointed that I can't come with you on all of your adventures and escapades. But Morgan said that my duty is to stay here. And you know what? I'm just trying to be part of the ship, part of the crew, you know? And you're doing a grand job. Thanks, Morgan. I do have to ask because uh, in the chat, somebody was asking what kind, what brand bandages they are. Since we're unsponsored, um... Do we just say that they're the sticky brand bandages? <laughs> the sticky brand. <laughs> Inserts insert sponsorship later. Lizzie also caught my joke. I said his name was Thomas Welling. Tom Welling is Superman in Smallville. <laughs> Very nice. Man, we are gonna get so sued so badly. That's awesome. Okay, I'm fair okay. <laughs> but so no, but um Tom skeleton Tom is like, well, in all seriousness. Uh, you all were asleep, and we had to get somebody on that we could rely on. So, here I am. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Oh, by the way, you heard Ida mention some skeletons, right? Yeah. Yeah, those are some... They're... It's bad. The reports that I've heard is that my more evil whining brethren are they have a juggernaut okay so anyway i'll let you all figure out what that is but just so while we're here skeleton time you said that uh it's your more evil brother my um, brethren brethren yes. right um do you think maybe you could come with us and talk some sense into them? And if so, what do you think you would say in such a situation? What I would say to them? Yeah. Well, I would say, hey, long time no see. Why didn't you call mom? And it'd just be like, that'd be it. And then we would kind of probably maybe yell, say some words, and then hug it out. And then... We'd be on our way. You think the, the hugging would be effective? Yes. Um, skeletons, we typically, we don't like to hold grudges too much. So once we get it out of our system, we're good to go. And I would come with you, but I do have my duties here on council. Okay. And one quick question before we go. Um, is hugging uncomfortable as a skeleton? Because just bone on bone, <laughs> you know, usually, usually when you, you go in for a hug, you want, you know... Some padding there. Oh, come here, Gus. Bring it in. Okay, I hug him. How much damage do I take? <laughs> I was gonna say roll Constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh. Seventeen. Seventeen. You're able to withstand the love. <laughs> I withstand the love, but it is a little uncomfortable because of the boniness. Yeah, you would definitely know how to skele hold a skeleton now. I will say this, if you all really want me to, I can come with you. 
I think you're I mean, all I right think it would, Yeah, but it wouldn't hurt if maybe he could, like, talk talk them down, being, seeing as he's a skeleton himself. Well, here, skeleton, Tom. Let's, uh, let's put this to the test. Are you resistant to a cannonball? Of course. See? You're resistant to a cannonball. Yeah. I am. There you go. That's it. What more, what more do we need? I wouldn't die, you know? See? He can't die. He can't die. But look, Morgan, if it makes you feel any better, I have several, you know, leaves of absence that I can take. I don't got to be here at every vote. All the important stuff we just took care of, I would be more than happy to accompany you all. It'd be good to, you know, get the old sea legs back. It's been a while. You know, since I really never was on a boat, and then you all found me, and you threw my body in a bag, and then Morgan, you needed me to do something for you, so you gave me my body back, and... Yeah, I was about you know, to ask what uh, whose legs you were walking on, but thank you for answering that. I love that we're getting the full history of Skeleton Tom right now. <laughs> Just a full recap. Full recap. That's Skeleton Tom's arc, all summarized in a couple sentences. Uh, Send in your fan art to at RPG Academy on Twitter. Hashtag Skelly, Skelly Tom. Right. Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to wrap my bandages back up. Actually, you know what? I can't. I need one of you all to help me out. I'm going to need one of you all to roll a medicine check. Sure. Roll it, Steric. Mm, oh, yeah, I'm so good at medicine. Okay. There's all right. Old 11. There, you get them on there, but it's definitely not as tight as they should be. Um, he's, he's in a mood right now. He's not really. He's in a mood. People. He's got a lot of, going through his head right now. As you, yeah, for sure. As you lead him out you're going back to the ship. Um, people see kind of like the skeleton where you weren't able to get all the bandages and they're like, Oh man, Thomas Welling really did survive the Kraken. All right. Um, all right. So skeleton Tom's going to come with you on this mission. All right. Cause he's my favorite NPC. Um, and I'm not going to leave him just sitting, you know, in a council chamber. Um, yeah, we'll so, have to stuff him in the cannon and see what happens. That's right. Uh, before you all get to your boats, is there anything else that you would like to do? I just wanna, I just wanna observe Morgan from you know as we're kind of walking up the street. I kind of stay back a little bit and try to just get a sense of you know his mentality as he's walking. I guess. Okay. Um, you know, does he seem like he's got more of like an angry walk? Or, you know, is he kind of carrying himself a little bit more sternly, that type of thing? Okay, go ahead and roll investigation or perception. Go to roll perception. Okay, good, because my investigation is not super great. Oh, still an 11. <laughs> He's, well, you can, he is a swagger to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, the type of swagger you would get from, you know, owning a bird and a super awesome ship. I mean, any any reasonable human being or whatever, you know, type of character would have some kind of swagger, I guess, after that. All right. Um, Gus, as you're walking through town, though, uh, I want you to go ahead and roll another perception roll for me. Four. Okay. You don't see who did this, but as you're walking, somebody has pressed a note into your hand. Okay. Oh. Okay. I will kind of shield it from everyone else as we're walking uh, and read it silently to myself. All that it says. All right. It says... No matter what he says, the tide doesn't wane. And then there's just, it's just signed with an O on it. All right, all right, all right. XOXO. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got an admirer. Okay. Um, so yeah, you have that note. Do you know who okay. it's from? I... Well, do I know who it's from, or does Gus know who it's from? <laughs> do you, Troy? I think I, me, Troy, the human player, 
knows it's from Oceanus. Yes. Does Gus know? Do you think Gus would know? I think Gus would know. I think he's he's uh, you know, from the you know, staring into the the void or whatever, where it said trust Oceanus, and him you know speaking to Oceanus on multiple occasions. I think he has an understanding of where it's from. Okay, but not who delivered the note. No, you were not. You did not perceive well enough. Right. Okay. Um, you all head back to your boat, Morgan. Who is on board this boat? All right. There's three crew members, okay? There is a big half-orc guy who is, like, he's got grayish kind of skin. He's got, like, the the fangs that are coming up out of his mouth. I'm losing the word of the mouth. <laughs> Where the fangs usually come out. Yes, as, you, as one does. Um, and basically his, um, one of the teeth is broken so he's got like a chip chipped fang i don't know um and he has like a huge like chipped battle axe on his back and his name is looking here at a, a name generator his chip. name oh that's chip. good call him chip yeah like chip that's a good name that's a good one because it's a chip tooth you know yeah Oh, that's how you got it. Okay. Um, there's also a uh, squirrel. Are you generating these right now? I am. Because can you we never make confirmed one... that I? Could. I said, Jake, you can have three NPCs. All right. Well, I want an NPC. You can, Troy. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> All right. You gotta ask. Jake asked. He's like, "Hey, Tom, can I have three NPCs?" And I was like, "Sure." I um. Well, you know, I was dead. You were so. dead. Yeah. All right. One of them is a merfolk. Okay. One of the, a merfolk. Is a that, merfolk. Is that a real race? Yeah. Merfolk are part of the new alliance with Saltmarsh. Uh, and what what is he? It is. It is she. She's oh, a Murphy. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. Can I share the fun thing that I found on Twitter the other day? E- oh yeah, absolutely. That since, I sent to your since, group since we're talking about Murfolk. Yeah. So this is topical. So all right. So imagine <laughs> if your dad was a Minotaur and your mom was a mermaid, and you ended up getting the human half of both, and now you're just some guy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? That'd be uh, pretty wild. That's pretty good. What a good fantasy race. Some guy. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Credit goes to. At Spunky Turnip on Twitter. Give that a follow. Love that person. Alright, so the Merfolk. Um, Merfolk. I don't have a name generator for Merfolk, so you gotta come with a name. But uh, she uh, has like kind of like tribalistic kind of garb. Like she doesn't wear a lot. It's more like Pacific Islander, like very whatever, because, you know, she does the swimming. Um, mm-hmm. And she is like the 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 ship runner that does the ropes and climbs up to do the sails she's very nimble and yes. quick yep and then finally there is um a goblin oh a goblin yeah and he is like very very scary looking he's got like a lot of uh scars and whatnot and his name is Sog S O G Sog S O G yeah Sog and he like he's got like all these little throwing knives like strapped all on his chest and whatnot and yes. he's like he's really good about jumping onto the enemy ship and like ganking a bunch of dudes and then coming back <laughs> okay um so steric and gus you step aboard the ship you like almost run into this this large merfolk woman who's hefting a barrel over her shoulder She's just like, watch where you're going. And she's just going to just kind of deftly dodge out of your way. It's a bustle of activity. All right. All right. Apologies. Um, anyway. Okay. Um, I I hate that calling you Captain Morgan. Like. <laughs> Call me but, Admiral. Oh, Admiral Morgan. Oh, okay. Um, the chip is just like. You promoted yourself again, Morgan, did you? Well, you know, being as I'm the top uh, privateer in these seas, 
I think I deserve a little bit of pomp and circumstance. He yells out at a, sh- a passing ship. You hear that, lads? The best privateer is aboard this vessel. Avash ye. It's pirate, hey, pirate words, hey. you know. Hey, Tom. Yo, ho, ho. He, Bottle of rum. If he becomes, if he becomes uh, a general... Um, would you allow him to, to roll to take over control as the GM? Because that would be his initials. General Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. GM Morgan. Okay. That's true. I was about to say, it's not GM Morgan, because that would be stupid. That would be his name twice. But then I was like, ah, it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, Morgan, your crew is ready for you. All right, men. And woman, we've got a lot of work to do. So, raise the sails, loose the sails, raise anchor. Sog, start swabbing the deck. Aye, aye, Captain. Thank you for joining us for the RPG Academy Presents Ghost of Saltmarsh. If you'd like to join us for our live-streamed episodes, make sure to follow and subscribe to our Twitch channel at the RPG Academy. You can follow me at BezkarTom on Twitter. Please feel free to join our community by following the links in the show notes to our Discord. As always, we appreciate your support. And if you're able to and wish to support the show in any way, head on over to our Patreon. The music that you're hearing right now was composed by Kevin McLeod and is used under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. And finally, don't forget, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Uh, every day is another day closer to Halloween.